Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cassidy, and together with my brother Cade and dad Randy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thanks for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. Well, welcome to a very special edition of Bevington Banter. Uh, Cade and Randy are not with us today, as there was a furnace fiasco, and there's no heat, and they had people coming to fix it. So instead, you get a special edition with myself and Cole and Corinne, who are both mentioned on the podcast plenty of times, but now you get to have them. Well, Cole was the first guest, actually, but here he is back. Can we talk? Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> it's gonna be a little. <laughs> it's gonna be a little awkward if none, if you don't speak. I'm the first returning guest. Last time I was on, I got to talk all fitness-related fun things and nerd stuff. So I'm happy to be back. We have no idea what we're gonna talk about because this is um, last minute, and you know it's the holidays, so um, Christmas week. So if it's just fun, this is gonna come out on Christmas Eve. So it's whatever. But I did have a couple ideas of things. Um, I'm going to send you guys a link. And I just want you to click on that. And I just want to get your reactions. I'm waiting with bated breath. All right, go ahead and take a look at that. I'm clicking this link. Oh, my gosh. Just the, just the mm. URL, virtual hospice. That is... An activity book oh, yes. for MAID, our favorite program, Medical Assisted in Dying, made for children to help them um, work through, understand if someone in their life is going to um, have MAID, elect for MAID. It's a very nice activity book that explains what it is and what happens. Yeah. So for children. It's, it's made for children, yes. It's geared, it says at the end, for 6 to 12-year-olds. Yikes. I just <laughs> I think I think yikes is a good good way to react to this. As I'm going through, all I'm seeing is I don't think it's possible to make dying look so just like kid friendly and fun. Oh, right. The imagery, the colors. Yeah. Yeah. Um actually I, I scrolled through this pretty in detail and I will say one thing, like if they're going to have the program, I do understand that how emotionally difficult would that be for people especially children if someone in their life was going was electing to have made performed um can you imagine like i will say it helps them work through the things of like what could i've done is this my fault why would they choose this mm. um which is terrible and it's good that i actually think it's good that they are like helping them process that and show, telling them like it's not your fault and it's not that they don't love you and want to be with you um but at the same time like why do we have this to begin with <laughs> you know right? yeah. we should not have to have this for our children interesting i'm i'm as i'm scrolling through it's quite long it's a it long is quite document. long there's a lot of activities but there's like the well there's a lot of em page. emotional pain through this so yeah there's the feeling explore your feelings yeah. all the emojis of people's yes. faces and stuff so uh-huh kind of helping people and so i feel and then it gives you like options like worried or jealous right and, and then, then you can say about like so so they give an example i feel worried about what will happen next it might help to 
find out more about the person's plans. Can this I is just from Canada, say that? <laughs> oh yes, yes, of course. Made as a Canadian. Yeah. Yes, Corinne. I use very similar activities, especially that I feel about it might help too with my clients. Right. And you know, that's it's one thing to say Let's take a look at the emotions you're feeling because of the decisions you're making in your life and see how we can change your actions so that you can feel differently. And then it's yeah. another thing to like prep kids in the realm of suicide to where they not only become become comfortable with people taking their own lives, but then like they're just more comfortable about the idea of maybe taking their own life. Like it's just yeah, I, that's slippery. That's a really good observation. Yes. And I think, you know, Cole, I mentioned one time on here about when you brought this up to your nursing cohort. Um, and that was like an interesting, some interesting thoughts and takes on made as well. Yeah, I definitely think that it's a discussion that needs to be happening with healthcare professionals, especially because we had just gone through that crisis intervention class, which is a class where they basically teach you how to identify individuals that might be have risk factors for suicide. Um or substance abuse or anything like emotionally like emotional trauma stuff like that and like our goal as future nurses is to help individuals to navigate through those emotions and so as i was actually going through this it has like the start here and it has like a little bubble and it basically walks you step by step like this is what you should do and you don't get to exploring your feelings until number six so they have already made plans for you for made, which is number five. And then number six is explore your feelings. I feel like explore your feelings should be number one where it's like, <laughs> why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? I think it's a little out of order. And I also think yeah. it's a little like, I think obviously individuals that go through things like this and um, are going through, now we have the classification of mental um disorders that are included in this rather than you know just terminal illness and stuff like that but the idea that someone can just be mentally ill and we the people that are supposed to be helping them and caring for them offering them it's basically just like voiding your responsibility as a healthcare professional to you know do no harm just yeah, like, yeah I, go. I just had the realization that we expand this to include mental illness and their we being Canada and they're they still say though that it's for anyone who either their illness is um going to make them die where does it say this exactly in here I want to use their language yeah their language is good when it comes to um, defining things what? oh okay so it says that most people who ask for MAID have an illness that will cause their body to die no matter what. They're not choosing to die instead of live. So basically saying they're going to die anyway. By that logic, everyone's going to die. Yeah. But <laughs> they're saying they're going to die of whatever illness they have, like, soon and there's no cure type of idea. Um, and then the other one, they say, is that other people might ask for MAID if their illness or disability will not cause their body to die, but it causes too much pain or suffering for them or suffering for them to keep living with it. And there's no way to make the illness or disability get any better or go away. So I realize with some 
uh, physical illnesses, right? They could say we have no cures or we're not. And I guess they're assuming we don't develop one within their lifetime. There's no way we could help them. I still don't, you know, like this, but that is their argument, right? However, with the mental illness, we've now, they're basically now just saying if you have, you know, some people with depression, there's nothing we can do. They're just like giving up saying like, we can't even help you find not even happiness, but just like contentment or like ease your depression or your, you know, whatever your mental illness is saying it's uncurable. Like your brain is beyond help. And that is so, and you're like a mental and emotional status is beyond help saying basically that it's an uncurable disease. And that I think is a very bad precedent to set. Um, I think one of the, and I think all as, as, christians all of us here would say i mean we know that nothing is beyond right yeah. and the real answer of like okay maybe your talk therapy isn't helping or even you're like using i don't know now they're using whatever drugs or psychedelics or all that stuff like it's not working but there is a solution and like you can find freedom from these things yeah right. one of the things i wanted to make a point of and i actually have a question for corinne too is um when it comes to that where within the medical community like hospice in order to go from, so you have palliative care, which is like comfort measures, um, and they like provide a lot of um, extra tools for family and spiritual support for individuals that are, you know, suffering from a terminal illness um, or an illness that is like possibly can become terminal. But in order to like qualify for hospice care, you have to either have um, six months to live, um, you have to be evaluated by two doctors and have them both sign off. And basically the great thing about hospice is you get all this support, but if after six months you haven't passed away from your terminal illness, like you can, or any time during that, you can change back to a different type of care. You're like, oh, this new medication came out and I want to try it for my illness. So it's never giving up on the patient. And also in like comparison or like the dichotomy of these two ideas, it's like you have one where it's like, no, we're going to help you to die. And the other one is we are going to make comfort measures for you as you are passing away. And that's like the prognosis. But we're also leaving the possibility open for a miracle to happen, for, you know, you to change your mind, um, for you to have a new perspective and not just make one final decision in this moment based off circumstances that you're feeling. Um so that's, I don't know, that's an interesting thing to talk about there. But one of the things I wanted to ask was for Corinne within her line of work, which I don't know if anyone, you know, necessarily knows exactly on this podcast, um, I'm, you know, obviously family and friends, but for those that are listening in, like, tell us about your line of work and like what your thoughts are and how you go about like um, taking care of people. Yeah. So I'm a probation officer and I recently switched over to um, drug court. So I specifically work with um, addicts now only, so I don't see any clients that have any battery issues or anything like that. Just, um, and for me specifically, it's actually OWI clients, but some of them do also have other substances that they use, did use, I should say. Anyways, um, with my line of work, what I'm thinking about, especially with this made stuff, is how much life changes, right? Because when clients come to me, when they get sentenced by the court and then they come see me, like they are at rock bottom. They have realized at that point in time, I have done everything possible to destroy my life. 
it's a mess and I can't do this anymore. And I am sure, actually I know that some of them have, you know, had suicidal ideation in the past. And then we work with them, we give them the resources they need to improve their life, uh, you know, substance abuse treatment, um, individual counseling, um, support. A lot of them just need literal relationships with other people that they don't have. Um, and we give them resources. We try to connect them with people for um, like medical care. Um, you know, basic things that a lot of us are like, these are normal everyday things. Well, there are people that don't have those things and it makes life really difficult. But the point is they go from rock bottom to flourishing because people come around and support them. They don't say, you know what? Yeah, that does suck. Your whole life, it's a mess. You probably just shouldn't have a life. Let's just go ahead and end it. And then, you know, you don't have to do all the hard work and we'll just be done with it and we'll move on and get the next person and end theirs too. Like that, it just blows my mind. I don't understand how anybody can look at another human being and be like, yeah, not worth living. Let's just kick the bucket here and move on. Like people are worth fighting for. Yeah. I think one of the interesting things you said there too, Corinne, that I think about is I even had a conversation with someone today where he's like, I was getting to know him and he's like, you know, like we were, our conversation was going on for a decent amount of time. And I was like, you know, like he, he's like, I would love to share more of my story, but um, it's pretty gnarly. So I don't know if you're okay with any of that. And I thought you were going to say, but he was like, but you've already like, I've been resting way longer between sets <laughs> yes. here and I need to get to do with my workout. It was at the gym. Literally yes. like, met, uh, so interestingly enough with that, like, and we did have a long conversation, which is just natural for me, but I basically said, well, let's, you know, let's shelf that for our next conversation. Um, Cause I'd love to hear about your story. But I told him that nothing that you can tell me will scare me um, or that is unbelievable. One, because I've read the Bible and there's far greater crazy things that happened in the Bible, but also I know myself. And I know the things that I've done and I know the places that I've been. And so nothing you say can surprise me because I know the depths of my own like sin. And so I don't know, no one's beyond saving. Um, and that's like, I don't know. That's just one of those things where it's like, as Christians, we can look at this and be like, yeah, uh, eternal damnation. You're just choosing that for that person. I don't know. That seems a little, a little uh, severe. Maybe well, if only we had world leaders who, had Christian worldviews. So. <laughs> well, that'd be crazy, wouldn't it? <laughs> Whoa. One day. Uh, are we done with this depressing topic? Yeah, you said it was going to be fun because of Christmas, and then we opened up with that. No, <laughs> we'll, end with, we'll end with it. All right, I got one for you. Um, so Stanford recently released – actually, I don't know when this was released, but – Oh, yes, recently, the 19th, they released, uh, as part of their Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative, a list of about 1,000 words or phrases that have been deemed uh, harmful language, the language is harmful, and that they will be, like, scrubbing and erasing them from their websites and from their, like, school code. So I have the full list, and I made some notes of, like, some of the most shocking ones to me. Um, but I also thought it'd be fun if you guys just try to come up with 
offensive <laughs> words or terms, and I'll tell you if they're in there, and I'll tell you why they are offensive or harmful, and what you should use instead. I bet snowflake is in there. You know what? It's not. Wow, they like <laughs> that one. Like, we like feeling pretty. I feel like Corinne's <laughs> going to be far better at this game than I am. I'm not like a spontaneous <laughs> creative thinker. I need to oh. need my time to prep. Hmm. I'll see what I can do. Okay, I can give you some of the categories if that. So yeah, that'll they help. have words that they yeah words that they have deemed ableist. I'm sorry, what? Do you even know it? You don't know what ableist is? No. <laughs> it's language that's offensive to people who live with disabilities and or devalues people who live with disabilities. Hmm. The Disabled. unintentional use of such terms <laughs> furthers the belief that people um, who live with disabilities are abnormal. And actually, <laughs> I'm really going to laugh if disabled. Oh, actually, no. Disabled is um, a better option for crippled, though. Oh, okay. Instead of saying yeah. crippled, you should use disabled. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh, disabled person. Wait. You should not okay, but disabled there. disabled person is harmful, and it is underneath the category of person first words though. And instead of using, and that means that instead of describing them as like person that is disabled, they are their disability, like uh-huh. disabled person. You're supposed to say person with a disability. Right. So that goes on, like yeah, the person first language is shocking to it. Like you shouldn't say homeless person. You should say person without housing. So can you say because, person that is crippled? I guess because it feels like you're defining. Def- no, no, no. Because crippled, we need to replace crippled with disability. Oh, okay, okay. Just clarifying. Because you, I, I guess if you use that to describe their person, you're like, to them, it's defining them as such. Mm-hmm. So we can't. And then there's no, yeah. So all I got to say about this, one is this severely cripples my ability as an individual that doesn't have a lot of language to actually des- describe the situation going on right now because <laughs> i don't know what, learning like, a lot of new words is your yeah word. i have but like how am i supposed okay. to describe someone that's paraplegic like oh you okay. can't you you can't use the word paraplegic paraplegic is determined ableist Okay, you know what i was gonna say that and i was thinking there's no way because that's like a medical term right right that's what I thought. But no, instead, you're supposed to say person with a spinal cord injury or person who is paralyzed. Because I don't have time to the, say the that. The terms, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> the terms paraplegic and quadriplegic apparently generalize a population of people while also implying that people with disabilities are not capable. Okay, what? this is what I have to say about this because <laughs> the reason that this, okay, all you're doing is you're describing reality and the reason that this is a problem is because there's so much linked to identity these days where it's like you are this thing. Yeah. I'm just describing what it is you are suffering from or I'm describing what I see. It's not like because we're so Are you allowed linked. to say person with paraplegia? <laughs> I'm going to say no, you're not. I want I think that's a I think that's a no. Okay. Okay. Can I tell you some of the other words that are Yes. Un- c- underneath ableist, Go ahead. addict, or addicted. Person suffering from We're not addiction. not supposed to use those terms. Yeah. Yeah. Person with a substance abuse disorder. Um, and instead of using addicted in like a casual way, like, oh, I'm addicted to whatever, like is it, you're just supposed to say like hooked or devoted. 
hooks which seems doesn't worse to me. If you're like making a joke, like I'm addicted to dark chocolate, but like I'm devoted to dark. <laughs> 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 it's like wow, what a solid commitment. You can't use um, basket case, which that one I guess makes a little more sense to me. At least I mean I'm still gonna use it, but. It's less shocking to me than some of the other ones. You're also, I knew this one for a while. You're not supposed to say committed suicide. It's died by suicide. Hmm. You can't even say confined to a wheelchair. It's person who uses a wheelchair. I was going to try and make some very um, sarcastic joke about wheelchairs. I was trying to think of some funny, but I also thought like at the same time, like I, I can, I, you can't yes, say I, can, I can understand why, like with a lot of these things, I can understand the heart behind why the people are doing this because i like when i think about things i'm like i'm not gonna like be like in my life i don't want to be overly critical of someone but how far gone are we that people this, would take this so personally this says that i can't say tone deaf as a term to use like that they don't understand something like i'm supposed to say unenlightened but what if someone is literally tone deaf can i call them tone deaf there are individuals oh. that sing that are tone deaf. Ageism. We cannot use... Wait a minute. We can't say they're senile. <laughs> Senile's on there? We have to say person, person suffering from senility. How do I you, didn't even okay. know that was a word. How do you describe Joe Biden then? That's exactly I don't what I was understand. thinking. He's a person suffering from senility. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, you can't say it, the Philippine Islands. Apparently it's the Philippines. Okay, culturally appropriative language. The very first one on the list. Are you ready for this? Yes. Brave. Who is that offending? What are you supposed to say? This term perpetuates the stereotype of the quote-unquote noble, courageous savage, equating the indigenous male to being less than a man. Consider using none. Don't use it. Just says don't use it. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Um, there's no equivalent there's there's no synonym for brave we're just getting rid of the word brave we don't like it wait what about when they were describing all these like you know flamboyantly gay people i was like bold brave beautiful yeah i don't understand brave is a compliment i do not comprehend savage savage seems like the insult and that's in their definition so yeah, I'd like yeah to talk you're to the them. one making brave racist right now yeah. by equating it to savages. <laughs> oh. I have never once like thought me, brave man. was equal to savage. You know, I never yeah. like those words did not go together in my yeah. head. You can't say bury the hatchet or chief. You so also can't all... call someone a guru. I like being known as like a guru. A, if I was being called a guru of something, that's a compliment to real gurus. Right? Yeah, totally, totally. Pocahontas. You can't say Pocahontas. That's the um, name of a movie. That's a great Disney movie. So, Before it's, Disney it's slur- went rogue. I think they mean specifically if you are calling someone a Pocahontas. But if you're talking about actual Pocahontas, right? Like, I don't know. Pocahontas is a very beautiful woman. Yeah, here's the Try. thing. Here's All right, listen. I'm getting bothered by this because if I'm like, let's say I'm at a banquet. Which I never would be because I'm not that fancy. But if I were, <laughs> if I were, I'm right? I'm a banquet for you. <laughs> oh, thank you. And there's just we'll all be at a these people. Oh, that's true. I will be there. But, anyways, there's all these people. They look different. Maybe we got like a lady in a wheelchair, 
and we have wait did I say that right <laughs> no yeah you're good a person okay. who's in a wheelchair <laughs> and not then, a wheelchair bound okay got it and then there's a woman that maybe resembles Pocahontas a little bit right she's beautiful she's a Native Elizabeth American Warren. yeah whatever if I'm talking to my friend sitting next to me and I want to compliment their outfits the the lady in the wheelchair and the lady that looks like Pocahontas I have to like dance around like the two most obvious things right like, about them right. are those things but now Let I me... can't do that because it's offensive yes. that's like when you're in a room and there's like literally <laughs> one there's like one black person yeah and you're trying to comment something about them oh you learned that not about anything to do with their race or nationality or ethnicity right like you learned what they did for a living and you thought it was really interesting you're talking to someone and it's relevant to the conversation mm-hmm. they don't know that person's name so i can't call them by name i have to somehow describe that person without <laughs> using the color of their skin even though that would be instantaneously they would know who i was talking about right like oh we're talking about like health thing and i'm like oh well i actually was just talking to the person over there in the you know everybody's wearing you know blue quarter zips that day so i can't say blue like the darker blue quarter zip that's kind of like it's got the like there's a little piece of fuzz i think on the back like and then i'd be like person yeah yeah the black guy he's he's a doctor (laughs) (laughs) what i think this comes down to is uh (laughs) too many people being as corinne said snowflakes Mm -hmm. like we're allowed to call them that, yeah. They yeah, are, that's, right? That's not all that's... limits. We can't say tribe. That became such a thing, like, oh, you're my, my tribe, right? That was oh, like yeah. a, you know, like like a squad tribe was a thing for a while. Also, apparently, we're not supposed to ask people their preferred pronouns. It's just your pronouns. Oh. Right, because yeah. it's not Because a the word preferred suggests that the whole thing is bull because it is. So basically, <laughs> what I'm getting from this is I'm supposed to turn ballsy. off all... I'm going to turn off my vision. I'm just going to not, I'm just going to be blind and I'm going to have to try and describe the thing that I can't see. It's okay, right in front yeah. of me. We can't say chairman or chairwoman. You know, it has to be person, congressman, congresswoman. That continues. Guys, he, you're not supposed to say he because you don't know what their pronouns could be, I guess. So you're supposed to say person's name or they. Same thing with she. You are not, unless you know them, you're not supposed to use he or she. How does this, how does this really come, like when I, interact with a person now that i don't know like i'm just going to go up to this person and i'm just going to stand there because to speak would be violence yeah yeah pretty much i would just have to stand there and then they wouldn't be able to do anything because they'd be waiting for i don't know so those were gender specific language now imprecise language there's a whole category for just imprecise language um instead of abort you should just use cancel or end cancel wow Um, because it can unintentionally raise religious or moral concerns over abortion so you shouldn't say like Abort mission, like as you're a joke or like as whatever, apparently. Yeah. You're not supposed to use the word American. What am I? Instead, you should say U.S. citizen because Amer- the United States of America, there's a lot more to Amer- like American. You could be a South American, North American, I guess. Okay. My there's next 42 question. 42 countries in the Americas. I want to know, yeah. like... I want to take a poll. Every single American has to answer it of like, do you think this is ridiculous? Like just send this this list and like, do you think this is ridiculous? Yes or no. And I want to see the percentages because I'm like, this has to be the minority of people that are like. You can't say Hispanic. 
<laughs> because it's a generalization of a, like a area of countries. You should use their actual country of origin. Or say Latinx, because, yeah, they like that better. I've never heard that, but that sounds bad. <laughs> Circle the wagons. Okay, so I'm all for precision of language. But Me that too, doesn't mean, actually. That does not mean exclusion That's of language. That's not imprecise. Yeah, peanut gallery. You can't say peanut gallery. Why? Of like, as far as like audience or people heckling. Because it it came from... It originated from, like, the cheap seats, and it was, like, the worst section to sit in. And many black people sat there during the vaudeville era. I would have been in the peanut gallery. This requires me to know far too much history. Like, I don't know enough history to actually. You can't say thug. (laughs) I say that all the time. But thug life, you know? I've got the glasses already. You can't use the word victim. Oh, is it survivor? Yet, Yet we live in a victim culture. Right, hence everyone this list. is a victim, and they're trying to they're trying to out victim each other, but we can't nice use the job, word victim. Karen. You have to say person who has experienced, or person who has been impacted by. It. Of course, we have um, uh, an institutional stuff. racism list. So, because these are institutionalized racism racist terms, like black hat, like a black hat hacker, who like plays the bad guy versus like a white hat, which I think we just. Yeah, I don't think it has to do with color. Okay, brown bag, like a brown bag lunch. That's what I brought my lunch. That's racist? Yeah. That's what yeah. you're saying? <laughs> Apparently. The bag you're is literally brown. Be- I, that's what I said. <laughs> it's a brown bag. It's like All so these things precise. are just describing things. <laughs> that is precise. Yeah. yeah. Brown You can't say master, bag. like to describe a master, like master bedroom. No, Corinne, it needs to be oh, brown. Oh, or the... But, like, the type of paper that came from the type paper? of tree and it's, mm. like, how tightly woven it is together. You need to be more precise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just. All right, I want to yeah. know, in underneath there, oh, violent. We're also not supposed to say abusive relationship. Relationship with an abusive person. How is that better? I don't. It's not. You're saying the same thing. I know. <laughs> You can't say beating a dead horse or like, hey, you're killing it. Or like, you killed it. Good yeah. job. You know, well, good luck with all the, it's youth, like the youth in our day. They're, they're already using yeah. so many like slang and all, right. um, and all I, those things. Now, there are some underneath the category of additional considerations that um, no, don't apply. Actually, there might be one that applies to Cole in one of these. It's definitely not the one under here that applies to Corinne and I. And I just want to know, Corinne, if you ever are offended by being called a hick. <laughs> no you know i've never been offended by being a hick being from podunk ohio you know oh there are so many things that i've been called that are far worse than that and i haven't even been offended by those you know cool has has anyone ever called you um your little you know upper middle class orange county boy uppity <laughs> Uppity. I was wondering if you were going to yeah. call me like an urbanite or something like that, but uppity, um, <laughs> urbanite. that, that fits my personality. I'm a pretty uppity kind of person. So <laughs> All right. The humblest person. Anyway. Oh, I thought I was, it was like yeah. upbeat personality. I just don't, oh. See, I don't <laughs> understand what the word means. <laughs> That's funny. No, it's like stuck up. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. I walk around. You're with not, those, but you're from like an uppity area. You're like kind of, your area could be called uppity. Mm-hmm. You mean like someone? I don't understand. There's someone, Teslas everywhere, and someone not from your area <laughs> could look at that and be like, "Oh, you uppity Orange County." It's true. Anyway, I I probably don't go like a, a couple hours of speaking without using one of those terms on this list. So 
Yeah, I literally you're said just, you killing just got it to be in silent. court. And <laughs> okay, yep. you're not supposed to say long time no see. Why? Long, what? <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen you. Long yeah, time no see. That's, that's what you're supposed to say. The phrase was originally used to mock indigenous peoples and Chinese who spoke Pigden English. But if we don't know that, it's just a phrase now. Nobody knows that. That yes. makes so much sense, though. It does. It <laughs> I does, didn't though. know that. <laughs> oh, that's now, funny. Great. Now we've actually created racist because now Corinne's going to go around going, long time no see. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> like, I'm adding an accent to that now. Yes. <laughs> They've actually created more racism. <laughs> yeah, they're educating us on how to properly use racism. Oh, man. I think one of the things that this speaks to, you just said it, Cassidy, is, like, language changes based off the context and, the like, the time. Like, in the same way that, I don't know, I always go Bible. Like but people it's of like, color used to be the term we were supposed to use, and now right. it's on the list that we're not supposed to use it. Yeah. Like, what is okay yesterday is not okay today. One is, like, I know it's the extreme, but, like, eventually we're not going to be able to speak. But, like, we're, how far does it go? And no, who who can keep wrong. up with... Like, the ability to, like, literally not be able to speak, but also, like, you know. At this point, honestly, instead of giving us a list of words that we're not supposed to use, they should just give us a list of words that we're allowed to use. Because that's what it's going to be. I like that. Yeah. Do you want to finish this off with, um, let's just, because this is released on Christmas Eve, I'm going to throw out, um, I have a list here of some different people's christmas hot takes or controversial christmas opinions and just see what we what we've got mm-hmm. all right so this down. one this is a list of controversial like christmas movie opinions so number one the live action grinch with jim carrey is disturbing between the who's creepy faces and the grinch's backstory it just makes me uncomfortable i actually agree with this one i, do I think the live action one. grinch is creepy good because i know people love that movie and i think it's weird i'm not saying Super it's a weird. bad movie i'm just saying it's weird yeah like I would still my watch hot take it. on this. My yeah. hot take is that I hated going to like Chuck E. Cheese growing up because they had such grody like people like the mouse like their costumes were awful, and I also hated claymation as a kid. And this is like you know Grinch live action, especially Jim Carrey. Like it's definitely a little weird. So I would agree. Okay, this one is Elf is not really funny. Will Ferrell just screams all the time. Saw it once, don't want to see it again. Now, here's the, here's the thing. I don't necessarily agree with this take, but I do – I like it. It's funny, but I don't get, like, the obsession. Yep, hard to agree with that. People are obsessed with this movie. Yeah. I think yeah, I've seen Elf we, once. Yeah, uh, maybe just have better humor. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'm not I've really – Sorry, oh. I'm not really one for, like, the dumb humor – I've learned to appreciate it, but like Napoleon Dynamite growing up, I was like, I literally, it's the only movie, movie. it's the only movie I've ever walked out on. And I mean, Elf is When you told me that, I remember the first time that I learned that about you and it made me love you so much more. (laughs) 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 But I do, I will say there are moments in Elf that are funny. It's not exclusively Yeah, it's a funny movie. Yeah. Um, I've actually never seen The Muppets Christmas Carol, but this person thinks it's their favorite version of the movie, of A Christmas Carol. I actually heard that recently from some from a friend. Really, yeah. I would have to g- say Scrooged is a great spin on the Christmas Carol, and also 
the Disney animated one that got made like not that long ago, that was actually a pretty good version, I thought. I don't so know that I've ever me, actually seen a single correct. like Christmas Carol movie. Oh, <laughs> if my dad hears this, he's going to be making you watch the old black and white <laughs> Alistair Sim one. So you better be careful. Oh, <laughs> Prepare <dang> yourself. <laughs> this, again, goes along with my childhood fear of everything. Puppets. Puppets now is in there. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I can't do it. So he's like, any version except the Muppets, please. Give me an animated version. Just an animated, no claymation, just straight one. animation. I'm good. Yeah, but I mean, you still have these like, ghosts and spirits. Freaky. Um, okay. There, this, the justification on this next one, when you think about it, it's going to make you think twice. So Home Alone is a terrible film. Emotionally abused, neglected, and ostracized by his family, a literal child thinks up increasingly sadistic ways to torture two burglars instead of, you know, calling the police. Yeah. yeah. I, I <laughs> would agree with that assessment. It's I, That really has always bothered me. I'm like, why is this such a good movie for people? Like, this is horrible that a child is going through this. And everybody's like, oh, he's so smart. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't know. I'd be keeping my eyes on him, and we should have, and we should have, because... You, you know what? That's <laughs> actually sadly true. Yeah. I just... I'm amazed at his creativity, really. Like, this man is a mastermind of all traps ever created, and also very... Um, just his ability to find everything he needs for these things in his home. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, but yeah, I, I would agree. Junior, he's pretty really. sadistic. Yeah. Um, this one totally... I say this, and it's like hot take city with some people, but I do not get It's a Wonderful Life. Like, the hype that it's, like, the great one of the greatest Christmas movies ever. Like, I just don't – it's sad. It's depressing. I'm not big on It's a Wonderful Life. Also a movie I have not seen. I had a feeling. It's black and white. <laughs> so. Sorry. Have I watched this one, Cassidy, and, like, have you showed it to me, and I've just forgotten? No, because okay, I will not. I it. don't want to watch it. So, all right, never that's fine. We're probably going to get some letters about this one. <laughs> Bevington Banter at ProtonMail.com. <laughs> Here you go. Cole, this one's for you. Stop okay. motion specials are creepy AF. Clay, claymation. The stop accurate. animation. Just accurate. There's no other. There's not a truer statement. You couldn't have changed the language on that one. It just <laughs> is what it is. There's. <laughs> it needs no manipulation. I love claymation. <laughs> I think it's fun. Weirdo. I think it's fun. <laughs> All right, gotta throw out there. I actually don't see this on this list, but um, Die Hard, best Christmas movie. No, a movie set <laughs> at Christmas time. <laughs> exactly. It is a movie. It is. What? Tell me the spirit of Christmas in that movie. <laughs> uh, uh, it's family. all about survival and family. family yeah. <laughs> There's nothing true I just want to say, spirit. I'm going back to the claymation thing. So I'm definitely <laughs> afraid of claymation, but I have the highest appreciation for the people that do that. The ability to take so many oh, shots takes and so move much time. like the little hand or like, oh my gosh, it's, it's an unbelievable art, but not one that I would pay money to see. Okay. Now moving off of movies, someone thinks that Turkey has an awful aftertaste. Turkey has take. an awful initial taste. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> also, is turkey that much of a, is turkey a Christmas? Like, is that the Christmas meat? Or I feel like ham as well. Yeah. Turkey Thanksgiving, ham, ham. Christmas. 
All right, what about this one? Mashed potatoes does not belong anywhere near a Christmas dinner or any roast dinner, for that matter. Just, no, please. Mashed potatoes need to be included in many things. I know, mashed potatoes can go anywhere. (laughs) Are you not big on mashed potatoes? I do not like mashed potatoes. Really? How do you like your potatoes? I like sweet potatoes. Sweet potato, like a baked sweet potato or sweet potato fries. I mean, I'm with you on that. Yeah. I don't know. Just regular potatoes are just... Once you've had a sweet potato, you never go back, you know? Mm. All right. Um, Christmas music. When does it start? I have not listened to a single Christmas song this year. I've only listened to, like, when I'm somewhere in a store and it's playing. So, I'm sure. I, I have similar thoughts Christmas on party, this. Or at the party, at the youth Christmas party. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I truly do believe that I'm, I'm not a huge music person to begin with, but when I do listen, and I think I can still have an opinion on this, it has to start <laughs> after... You're to have an opinion. Yes, it has to start after Thanksgiving. Yeah. It has to. And then it needs what to end It needs to end abruptly after Christmas. We got that one snow. Here's the thing. To me, honestly, it's not necessarily so much about the date as much as do I feel like Christmas right now. <laughs> Because we got that one really big snow, and it was before Thanksgiving. And when it was snowing, during the snow, as it was falling, and I was driving in it, I was listening to Christmas music. Point of order. And then after it ended, and like the snow went away, I stopped listening to Christmas music, even though it was actually getting closer to Christmas. Hmm. All right, point of order. So does that mean that any place that's warm and doesn't get snow, it's never Christmas? Well... <laughs> no, I just, you know, what if you feel it's Christmas. I was just feeling the spirit of Christmas. Interesting. I don't know. So I guess if if you're in an area for you like in California, it's like when it gets, you know, maybe like 61 degrees instead of 62, then you're like, "Oh, it's kind of cold now." And then you're like, "It's Christmas." Yeah, it's re- it's all relative. It's all relative. <laughs> Here's someone that thinks that secret Santas should be banned. Why? I can kind of get this as far as like what happens when I pull somebody and like it's a terrible match. Like I don't know them very well or like I'm a terrible gift gifter and they're like a super like they, you know, particular person or something, you know, like puts you in an awkward position. So they're saying a secret Santa that doesn't give you like a list because I like those where like I don't know you know it has like what's your favorite color what's your favorite snack right. I'm like great helpful. I can work with that but yeah without a list yeah that just causes anxiety and that's not fair they're not trying to go around like asking people like asking their friends yeah. How, okay I actually know some people who they don't like Christmas or like birthday situations or whenever they have to like open presents in front of someone because of the pressure to, like, if they're not an emotive person, like, this pressure to have the correct response. Whereas, like, giving a Cole, giving Cole a gift is wonderful, like, no matter what you give him. Because he's going to react and be excited and act like it's the best thing ever. Yep. I am that person, though, that hates it. I hate giving gifts because I always feel like it's bad. Always. <laughs> and then I, I hate getting them because of that. Yeah, it's, it's pressure on both sides. And I just, like, I can't handle it. I'm out. Well... I want you to know then when we are together this holiday season, there's no pressure to react. You I'm just going to be stone cold. <laughs> okay, I'm just be like, cool, thanks. <laughs> no, she really likes it. Epic. <laughs> one last I saw on one of these was someone said, do you think Jesus knows he was born during Toyotathon? Yeah, man, what did they drive to, you know, out of Bethlehem? It was a Toyota, right? Oh, my 
my gosh. No, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I don't know, though. I wasn't there. Well, does that mean that Toyota is, like, blessed by Jesus because... Yeah, except that every car maker has some kind of... <laughs> they all try and sell during this time. Right yes. Yeah. It's true. But I have to say, Toyota Tacoma is a nice truck. <laughs> is that a hint? <laughs> <laughs> you know those commercials when you walk outside and there's a big car with a bow on it and like no one's like, who the heck is buying anyone a car? That's not happening in real life. Um, actually, Maybe in Orange County. I don't know. I work... Those uppity work. people. I work out with a guy, and he's a car salesman, and he works on Christmas Eve because it's a big sales day. I'm like, oh, yeah, all the husbands that are like, shoot, Christmas is tomorrow. I got to make this one big. I'm going to go buy a car. <laughs> okay, if you actually did that, and so I just want to know, Corinne, also what your response would be, and I think it would be similar to mine, in which if, if it was not a thing that was discussed, we already had, you know, we were already talking about it, and then in talking about it, you also knew the car the exact car that I wanted but also if we haven't even so even if we've talked about it and you just get a random car right that you think I would like that's not going to go well either but if we haven't even discussed it and I wake up on Christmas morning and I go outside and there's a big car with a bow on it I am going to be so mad yep. because where is that money coming from <laughs> that's exactly what I told my that's guy in the gym miracle. payment I know I was like I would be miracle. ticked I'd be so bad. Yeah. Like, what are you doing spending thousands of dollars while talking to me? Like, what is this? My car runs. Yeah. My car runs. We do not need this. Yes. So what you're saying is every car commercial where, like, they walk out, it's the wrong and, like, inappropriate reaction? Or, I mean, yeah, it's just setting standards that, like, wow, these people on this commercial must be loaded. Or yeah. these people on this commercial, this must be a really controlling husband who controls all mm. of the money and all these things and only allows his wife like certain, you know, that's that's what I think when I see those commercials. I always think they're in debt when I see it. <laughs> or that. <laughs> just like, wow, well, those just... people are going to be hopelessly in debt. Yeah, just another freaking bill. <laughs> we hope you have a debt-free Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas, well. you filthy animals. <laughs> <laughs>